Welcome back to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones and I'm here with Jason Barrett. How are you doing today, Jace? I'm doing good, man. My, my runs are improving. I did, I think, 2.3 or 2.4 Ks yesterday in 34 degree uh, WA heat before it drops back down to 20 degrees. So, you know, made the most of the little heat wave. Um, so yeah, no, I'm feeling good. It ran through a stitch and everything. Um, I, I need, I need to, actually, I do have a question for you. Is, is eating before, run, like it wasn't even just before running. It was like a while, like an hour and a half or so before running. Is that the main cause of stitch? What are the causes of stitches? If, do you know? Are you aware of them? I like to. Is it, is it like is it like you get a stitch if you're a bitch or? Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, mate. One, don't eat just before you go for a run. One hundred percent. But I always yeah. uh, like I, I think there's a couple of things with stitches, and this is not the science, but I, I think what we need to do is eat something light before going for a run. Mm-hmm. And if you go run for the first thing in the morning, you know, if you're gonna have half a banana, have half a banana. If you need to eat something, but I eat nothing, um, and, mm. and I feel like I run better. Now, if you're going for a run, anything longer than an hour. So as you go into like two hour runs, you want to sort of, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Um, You want to start to feel yourself. You've got some gels. I think I've got some behind me um, Mm. somewhere. And you want to try and fuel yourself with a gel every 45 to 60 minutes. If you're going for like an hour and a half to two hour run, that will just keep your um, carbs up and energy up. So you don't like just plateau. Um, But the biggest thing is don't have heaps of water and don't eat you know, within an hour and a half mm. of you running. And if you are going to go for a run in the afternoon, don't go for a, um, a heavy lunch or, you know, an hour and a half after you have breakfast. Don't have a heavy breakfast because just, it's just going to be in your gut and you're just going to feel heavy. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. It's like you want to eat light so you don't feel like you're carrying a heavy stomach when you're running. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, that's my advice. For, uh, for I'm, I'm pumped. How, how are you doing, Trav? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's uh, It's been a good week. Back into running. I think I've, I've averaged about 10 Ks a day so far this week. Um, I've had my first lifting session post, um, you know, elbow injury. Car on, yeah, top. car on top of me. My knee's a bit off, but uh, my elbow's a bit off. So I'm just lifting about 60%. I can nearly straighten my arm again. Um so I'm hoping, you know, I have uh, be able to ability to straighten my arm by this time next week and I can lift properly again. But we will see. We'll still lift. We'll still run. Uh, as I have told you, I don't need to bend my knee to 90 degrees to run. So um, I can still do that. That would be the weird. <laughs> well, I mean, exactly. So I'm doing, doing lunge runs. Yeah. I think we're, um, I'm, uh, where are we at? So I'm eight weeks out from a, a 64K ultra. Um, so I need to start increasing my long runs as of this weekend, which is exciting. Um, and I just don't want to, you know, lose muscle mass. So I've got to keep lifting some weights as well, mate. But yeah, got to go to do it. Um, today, guys, just you taking control of your life. Exactly. Today we're going to have a podcast topic, which is called taking back control of your life. Now. We can go in many different directions with this podcast. We we haven't read any notes for this. Uh, I think me and Jace were having a we, we were going to go down one route for the podcast today. And we're having a bit of a chat before we got on today, and we're like, you know what? Um, based on um, some of the stuff we've chat and chatted to clients about, or we chat to each other about across the week, I think it's more important to just talk about taking back control of your life, and you know essentially taking back control of the direction and the trajectory of your life is the real, is the real meaning. Um, we're all headed in, in different trajectories, you know, and the reason why people normally sign up for coaching is because they aren't happy with the health trajectory that they are currently on. 
if you're also listening to this podcast, it's because you're trying to change the trajectory of your life as well. So it's all about increasing the trajectory, going towards the best version of you. And the same as, you know, there's no such thing as half pregnant. Like you're either pregnant or you're not pregnant, right? There's, it's no, there is, there is double pregnant. Yeah, yeah there's uh, double pregnant. Twins, exactly. not half. <laughs> there's not half pregnant. Uh, I think so many people try and half take control of their life again and they don't fully mm. commit. And when you don't fully commit, it means you haven't committed at all. It means you're, you're it's still gray. And when there's, when there's gray area in your decisions, it means you're always going to suffer from decision fatigue. You're always going to have this sort of willpower battle. You're always going to, you know, be upset with the results you haven't got with the work you haven't done because we overestimate the amount of work we're actually doing. Oh yeah, man, I trained like three days this week and I track my food like three days. It's like, awesome. You track your food 35% of the week. Congratulations. Like you know, tracking, tracking your food like 30, 40, 50% of the week isn't a hundred percent of the week, right? That's a deal. That, yeah. You're, you're literally, you're failing. Um, so yeah. that means you're half committed. You're not actually taking control back of the life and the trajectory of your life. What you're actually doing is fucking around, right? You, you're simply just fucking around for another couple of months or another year. And all you're really trying to do, all you're doing really is just solidifying mentally or subconsciously to yourself that I can't change, right? Because that's what you think to yourself. Oh, look, I tried this this diet and you know this training program and it didn't work for me. It's like, exactly. You tried to do it. You didn't do mm. it. Uh, there's a big difference between trying to do something and actually doing something. I think the problem is most people don't actually do it. And they actually go half-assed and that's the actual problem. They half-ass, and this is the this is the biggest reason people half-ass anything. Um, one of my favorite quotes is from Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. He's like, "Don't half-ass two things; whole-ass one thing." Mm. Um, that just that words of wisdom just stick with me. But the reason people half-ass it is because they're afraid of looking like an idiot. They're afraid of failing. They're afraid of actually putting themselves out on the line. It's why you don't tell the girl that you actually really like her uh, on the date, right? It's why you don't, you know, you don't want to seem too desperate. You don't want to, oh, because if I'm not fully invested or you kind of have a few other people you're talking to, so that's like, oh, if, if this one doesn't work out, I've got other things going on. I've got other stuff. Well, that wasn't what I was fully invested in. Um, and as a result, if it doesn't work out or if you don't get the result, then you could say, oh, it's because I wasn't fully invested and you, you quote unquote, save yourself from, a bit of hurt or a bit of pain or a bit of, you know, not feeling good enough because oh, I tried my best and it didn't work or I, try, I put my all in and it didn't work. Most people are really uncomfortable with failure or with the idea of not feeling good enough because they didn't fucking achieve or succeed for whatever reason. So you've got to be real with yourself and be like, well, I can either half-ass everything going through life and never really achieve anything because yeah, Sometimes you can half-ass something and it'll kind of sort of work out in your favor and then you'll just, oh, yeah, kind of, that kind of worked. And you know, that's, you know, then I didn't have to put myself out on the line there. But you have to look at your life and think, am, like, if I'm not in control of this, then who is, right? And who am I giving control away to? And if you're not giving, if you don't give, if you don't, there's no one person, then you're living your life by, you know, by default, not by design, which we've talked about a lot of times. If you live your life by default, shit just happens to you. And you're just like, oh, this is life. And I'm just, I'm just fucking walking through it. And then again, you can't complain about any of the results that you don't get because you haven't done any of the work. So there does require a little bit of 
sacrifice of of ego and sacrifice of you know potentially oh trying something fully and it not working what is the fucking worst case this is my, my question for a lot of guys what is the worst case scenario you give it a go you go all in you try you don't try you do right and then what the you don't get the result that you were 100 looking for all right, fuck, at least I gave it a go. You now have the peace of mind knowing that it's like actually asking that person out on the date. It's like you can live in this fucking limbo waiting for her to ask you out and you say, hey, I'm really in love with you and you know I've been hiding my feelings all this time, but let's go out on a date because you've been so wishy-washy, just really fucking got me going. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> the one thing women love is a wishy-washy man. Oh, yeah, I fucking sure. said no one ever. <laughs> I, I think I, 100%, man. I think it's like when we when you commit to something don't don't say you're gonna and i think this is the biggest thing of what i look at is is doing what you said you're gonna do um and mm. and that's that's it because that's where life starts and stops you know if you i say i'm going to do this 16-week program um and to do this 16-week program these are a set of standards i'm going to seek to um or i'm going to change my life and i'm going to commit to this nutrition this training program i'm going to track my food every day i'm going to um train four times a week and if you say you're going to do it then you just fucking do it right it's it's black and white the words came out of your mouth saying i am going to do this so that doesn't that means no i'm committing and if like also half committing like we talked about the processed food last week and actually having proper food i'm pretty sure um it's Mm. It, 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 don't go into a program or don't try and start a diet and then trying to find all the ways that you can still eat how you used to eat whilst now still on a diet. And that's the problem. And the, it's the good thing about flexible dieting and also the problem with flexible dieting, which is why 90% should be whole foods and 10% should be flexibility. It doesn't mean that your life is still pizzas and burgers and trying to fit into your protein goal and macros. Yeah, there's room for that, but we still need to be eating whole foods. We still, we, we can't just be going, oh, I'm just going to try and eat. Oh, the morning I'm going to have my cereal or it's like lower in calories. And then I'm going to have um, a burger at lunch. And then I'm going to try and have one of those fro pro pizzas at dinner time or whatever it is. Like, it's like, no. Okay. Let's actually set some time aside and eat like an adult. Not, you're not a child. Let's eat like an adult. Um, but it's the truth, man. Like everyone's, I like that. Everyone, I like that. Eat like an adult, right? Like, you're having cereal for breakfast. You get asking, can I have my nuggets and chips at lunch? Which is really, you're just asking for a fucking schnitzel, which is the same. It's just a large nugget, guys. Um, you're, you're, <laughs> hot take, hot take. It's just a large ass nugget. Um, and then you, you want to have pizza at night. It's like you're on the kid. You're like my six-year-old's diet, his best diet ever. Um, so it's like, no, like you, it's time to adult. Okay. And Mm. the reason why you said you wanted to change your life is because you weren't happy with where it was headed and you're not happy with where it's headed because, oh, my energy was down. Yep. Your energy's down because you eat like a child. Okay. Um, Your energy's down because you're sitting all day long. But then you're still trying to find excuses. So no, it's like, no. Okay. Draw a line in the sand. It's black and white. There is no gray area anymore. And I really like really strong constraints at the start. I actually do. Because it stops people, mm. it, it stops people from going. Oh, can I fit the burger in? It's like, no, dude, you're not having burgers for the next 28 days. Um, <laughs> there's no burger. You tell me the food. You can, you can make that sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. You tell me the food that you can. You're really finding it really hard um, 
that's high caloric food that kind of triggers you to eat more food. Or when we look at it, the reason why I like sort of stripping back bread also at the start of someone's diet is because the bread's not the problem. What's the problem mm. is bread is a vehicle for calories. Okay. You're not just having a piece of bread. Yeah. It's literally, it's a vessel for high caloric shit, right? So it's a vessel via pizza or via sub or via um, toasted sandwich or via burger. It is a vessel for a high caloric food. So if you cut out the bread, you're cutting out the vessel, right? No one ever had a high calorie lettuce fucking pizza, right? Like it just, they didn't do it because it tastes like shit. Right. So like it, it, it's not, it's not going to happen. So if you cut out the vessel at the start for high calorie based foods, what you're doing is you're actually cutting out all your past, a lot of your past behaviors. Oh, Thursday nights we have pizzas and beers. Well, you're not going to have a fucking salad and a beer. Probably not. Right. So it's like you're, you're changing. You could too, <laughs> but, but it should try it for zero alcohol. Beer. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're actually legit. I've been sampling okay. a few lately. Yeah. But, but like when you're looking at it, when we start to change some of our triggers, we change the uh, domino effect from those triggers as well. So we just like, let's cut out bread for the next 28 days. Why is bread bad, man? No, bread's not bad. But your behavior around bread is bad. <laughs> so until we fix the behaviors, okay, which will take about a month of starting to understand and have a better understanding around nutrition and get over the um constant schnitzels and subs and burgers and pizzas then yeah let's cut bread out okay and then we'll introduce it back in once you've actually got a bit better of a better, better self-discipline better bit a little bit better, more self-control and then we can start to add it back in oh i don't know I, I didn't have any time for working out this week that's what people say as well it's like dude there is you cannot say that anymore if you said i'm going to take control back of my life it's like if when then scenarios must be if you've got a busy week and let me let me tell you right now a lot of people have busy weeks guys you're not alone there is like you have kids you have a wife you have a job some people even have a business on this part-time of their job and they still fit it in you know what they pro they they structure their week they plan their week and they have if when then scenarios if when i can't make it to the gym then i do this and you just have to have a couple of mm. if, when, then scenarios so you can still feel like a winner. If, when I don't go to the gym, then I do 100 burpees. Then I go for a 3K run. Then I do 100 push-ups. Like a couple of my guys, it's like, mm. if you can't do your workout today, man, just do 100 push-ups for me because you're still ticking the box that you actually worked out. I think that's a big thing mentally because you're still all in. You still hit, you didn't hit like, you know, a strategy A, but we had strategy B, so you for, so you can still win today, so then we can still win the week. And I think that is a big thing. And when we're looking at, again, taking back control of your life, like do something every day. Like find 20 minutes every day. Oh, I've got a big day. Wake up 20 minutes earlier and just do something. Go for a walk in the morning. Go for a walk slash jog in the morning. Do, you know... Easy one, 40 push-ups, 40, 30, 20, 10, a rep range, squats, push-ups, and sit-ups. Do that, okay? It will take you like 10 minutes, maybe 15. And like, you're still going to get a bit of sweat on. You're still going to feel like you worked out. you still got that mental sort of little bit of an endorphin kick. And you tick the box that I am someone who trains every day no matter what. And I think that's, that's a kind of like, again, you draw a line in the sand. You were someone who didn't train. And now I am someone who trains no matter what. Okay. I think that's a, it's a big mental switch. Like you switch on. Okay. This is who I am now because when we're, again, we're trying to take our past behaviors into our current situation, whilst the current situation is one where we're not happy with. 
So like, we're not happy with our weight. So if you're someone who used to eat burgers every night and or burgers every weekend and have a couple of a carton of beer every week, it's like, you need to divorce your old self, right? It was a bad marriage, right? The, the marriage put on 20 kilos over the last decade, right? That was not good. You divorce your past and you marry your future. What's the future version of me? Uh, you know, I eat steaks, I eat chickens and I eat vegetables. I eat like an adult, right? Like it, it's, it's like I'm going towards the better version of me, which means I'm divorcing the past version of me. You know, I think it, it's very black and white and it's very clear. And then the hardest thing is it's like, oh, but I don't want to do that. That's hard. Man, yeah, it is hard. Change is hard. A hundred percent. It's hard. But change is needed if you're eating like a child, okay? Like it is a hundred percent needed. Because you're, it's sending you down a direction that's not good. It's not making you happy. It's not giving you energy. It's not making you a role model for your kids. It's probably not getting you laid by your partner. It's not making you strong. And I'll tell you what, right now, you're fat, slow, and weak. You're fucking easier to kill, okay? So when we look at this, all we want in life is oh, we want to be harder to kill. And we're harder to kill when we're strong, fit, and fast. So I would train every day to be harder to kill because all I have to do is outrun the slowest motherfucker out there, right? And like, that's me. Exactly. Like in, the, in the zombie apocalypse that's coming someday in the future, like I just want to be harder to kill than the next guy. Well, to be fair, you'll be the hardest to kill because you're also in Hobart. <laughs> exactly. so you've, got a, no you've got a little bit of distance. No one's coming here, mate. No one's coming here. Yeah, exactly. It's like the one flight that goes there every two days. You know, you're not going to get any zombies on that one. It's all good. Uh, but coming back to what you said, right, is, is you know, yes, it is hard to make change, but the, the it goes back to choose your hard because yeah. it's also hard to not be able to fucking get down on the floor with your kids. It's also hard to, you know, my dad's um, 70 and he's just, he's basically just getting into this. He's hitting 10,000 steps a day. Um, that's his that's his new goal. He's starting to do that. He's got, you know, he's got, to be fair, I told him he's got all the time in the world to do it. Um, he's starting tracking his, you know, his protein intake he came over yesterday and visited and and made him a made him a, ch a chicken salad i cooked up you know 1.1 kilos of chicken breast gave him a couple of chicken breasts did it up with a salad he was you know loving it and he's lost probably like 10 10 kilos 10 15 kilos so far like he's looking amazing and so it's never too late to start that but it's like it's choosing what kind of hard you want to have in your life in 10 years you know it comes back to be more concerned with your trajectory than your current results mm. it's like a lot of people will kind of normalize where they're at it's like oh yeah no, i'm like i'm not that bad i can kind of move i can kind of do this it's like yeah, that's where you're at right now. But if you look at your trajectory, where you were five years ago to now, it's been a fucking downward trend of of uh, of you know livability and flexibility and movement and strength and health. That trend is going to continue Dude, unless you do something. Most different. people's trajectory starts to decrease by age like fifteen. <laughs> like, like, and if and if not that then like 22 yeah. it's like as soon as you start like making a little bit more money oh yeah i've got no fucking responsibilities drinking beers man know. like it's like when was the, i talked to people like when was the last time you do a pull-up i don't know when i was seven in the playground on the monkey bars <laughs> like but it's like at some point in our life we stop sprinting we stop jumping we stop doing being able to pull ourselves up onto shit right and mm. if you stop doing things like it's a use it or lose it mentality if you can't like mm. do a pull up, look, let's get you doing a pull up. If you can't jump up onto something, let's get you to be able to have some form of ability to be able to jump up and down because like it is important to be able to do that. If mm. you can't sprint, well, mate, if a car's coming for your kid on the road, you want to be able to fucking sprint because you want to be able mm. to protect them. Like you want to be strong. You want to be fit. You want to be fast. And the problem is we make so many excuses. It's like, 
excusitis, right? It's like the, the inflammation of the fucking excuse making gland, right? Um, yeah. it's like we, we need to, we, we have so many excuses around why we can't do stuff. It's like, dude, I don't care why you can't do it. Like you, you drop that. You're, you're being a victim. Okay. Mm. You're blaming people for your situation. Oh, I can't eat healthy. My wife cooks my dinner. Dude, you don't have to eat it. Oh, but then she'll do, trust me, she's not going to divorce you if you don't eat her dinner. She would have divorced you for being 30 kilos overweight if she's going to divorce you for that, right? She just wouldn't. Mm. She would divorce you for a lot of other shit. If you say to her, I want to get healthy, I want to lose 30 kilos, 20 kilos, 10 kilos, whatever it is, and I just want to eat meat and veg at dinner time. Don't have to do this, but I just want to eat meat and veg at dinner time. If she says, I don't want to cook that, cook it yourself. You know what you do? You cook it yourself. You cook it yourself. That's okay. Like, oh, but I, I work a long day. Mate, cooking meat and veg takes six minutes. Literally six minutes. You get a steak, you put it on the barbecue, and you flip it at minute three. You pull it off the, off the barbecue. At minute six, whilst that's on the barbecue, you get two packets of mixed greens that you can chuck in the microwave for two minutes on high. You pull them out whilst and put them on the plate so they cool down and burn your face off whilst your steak's cooking. Then you grab your steak and you put it on there. It's like, oh, wow, that took six minutes to cook my dinner. So if she it can't cook it for you, then you can just cook it yourself. Now, you know, season your steak, you know, put a little bit of butter on your veg if you want, just track it, and it's done. Mm-hmm. You can still eat with your family. I'm eating something different. My wife didn't make it. Hey, that's okay. But – if you can eat all together and you're eating healthy, eat all together. But stop making excuses. I, I, this is the biggest thing. You are making, you're justifying bad behaviors and you're blaming mm. other people on why you can't take back control of your life. You're blaming other people. And again, we talk to so many people who even don't start the journey, right? We talk, we talk to like 40 people a week, every week. We talk about guys who want to change their life. Some people are too... Uh, what's the word? Like, I, I think they're too invested in their current reality to change mm. and it's too hard or they've, they're, they're, it's like learned helplessness when you're so mm. far gone and this is all, you know, and you've tried so much in the past, you don't believe you can change anymore. So like they have this level of learned helplessness and it's like, okay, well it's going to cost, you know, whatever it costs per week, you know, 10 bucks a day. Let's just say it costs 10 bucks a day for coaching. Oh, I can't afford $10 a day. No, you can afford $10 a day or you need to reframe. You need to use better language. Spending $10 a day on my health is not a priority to my right now. I'd, re- I'd prefer to spend that $10 a day on two coffees or I prefer to spend it on my Bondi burger from Oporto's. I prefer to spend it on A, B, and C. Oh, I've got to ask my wife if I can spend the 10 bucks a day. Dude, do you ask your wife every time you go and buy a beer? Do you call her up? Hey, baby, I'm just at the pub. I'm going to buy my second beer. Am I allowed to do that? No, you don't because it's fucking stupid. You don't have to ask your wife for permission for it. It's $10 a day for the coaching, right? Can I do that? Yes, you can. You make a decision because you are taking back control of your life for you. But you're so in. Oh, but I, I like my burgers at lunchtime. Exactly. Exactly. You're more invested in your instant gratification bullshit and eating a burger every lunchtime or having your smoker or having your bacon egg roll than you are and actually feeling good, right? You know, you're going to say, you're going to, I'll die for my kids, but you're not even fucking living for them. 
You're, you're living for the burger. You're living for the beer. You're living for the instant gratification. You're living for the, you know, the weekends with the boys. It's like, dude, like take back control of your life. Stop spending money on shit that's making you worse off and start spending money on things that will get you moving forward to the trajectory that you want. And I think it's just, it, it's just, I keep saying it's black and white. Like it's so clear, guys. The version of you you're currently heading down, look at the behaviors. Which ones must I divorce? I got to divorce that behavior of drinking, you know, 24 beers every week. Okay, divorce it. Hmm. If you need to go cold turkey, oh, I can't go cold turkey. Try it for a month. Oh, I could not drink beer for a month. Well, then you have a fucking problem, right? If you quit, if you can't hmm. drink beer for a month, you have a problem with alcohol. Then you need to join not only the Fit Dad Club, but AA, okay? Because hmm. that will help you with that. And that's all right. Because you, you have to be going, like, man, I'll, I'll drink or I won't drink. I have no, um, I, I like, with me, and I have no attachment to alcohol. Like, I can have burgers. I don't need to have burgers. I, 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 the only attachment I do have is I love to train, right? Like, I, 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 I have to train every week, okay? Every single week because I, I love it. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm the best version of me. I can't eat shit every day because it makes me feel like crap. It doesn't make me feel like the best version of me. If I had to eat pizzas and schnitzels every night, I would feel so disgusting because I would feel lethargic. I would feel tired. Like, it just wouldn't feel great. I have to move. I can't sit down all day. And not because I have ADD, because moving makes me feel better. Okay, because once we start to divorce those prior poor habits and we start to marry the opposite or the better version of those habits, we start to want to do them even more. Moving makes you feel good. Once you start doing these positive habits more and more, you want to do them more and more because you're like, that actually feels good. I want to do more of it. I am feeling invigorated, excited. I look forward to it. That doesn't mean you're going to wake up every single day going, oh, I can't wait to go for a run today. Or I can't wait to, you know, actually I do wake up every day thinking I want to eat a steak. Like it, I just do. Hmm. Uh, but um, It only happens if you learn how to cook good steak. Exactly. If you cook steak like shit, you yeah, might not like yeah. it. Yeah. If you're buying minute steaks and you and you, you don't know how to cook. Boiling yeah, them. Boiling yeah, boiling them. It's, it's not going to taste good. But if you're buying good steak, you know how to cook a good steak, you can go follow the Fit Dad Club and I'm sure Jace can teach you how to cook a good steak. Um then you, you look forward to it, right? I love steak and potatoes. I just am. I love everything with potatoes. You know, I <laughs> just do. But I, 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 they're good. Potatoes are good. Potatoes are the best, man. They keep you full. The calories aren't that bad. You buy some charisma potatoes, you can have double the amount. You know, chicken thigh, steak and potatoes. Give me some lean beef mince with some taco seasoning. Like, you know, give me some salmon. Like, th- these are my favorite foods. Like, <laughs> like, mm. no, like, no lie, because they make me feel good. I'll enjoy the taste if you season them correctly and you can cook them pr- correctly. And I have them with potatoes every night. I don't even like rice. I just love potatoes. I like a sweet potato. Give me a potato or a sweet potato any day of the week. I, I turn that shit into a fry formation. And I can air fry that and taste good as well. So it's like, I think once you love doing these habits, you want to do them more and more because they just make you feel great. And then you've, you've taken back control of your life because your identity matches your behaviors. It's like the B times do equals have, right? Uh, I, honestly, Jay, I think that's, I don't know who said that. Maybe it was Brian Tracy, Jim Rohn, someone like that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's everyone wants to have the, the have. 
I want to have the abs, mm. right? And I tell I actually had a, a couple of sales calls over the last week. And I've talked to these guys. Oh, I want to lose 10 kilos. It's like, okay, well, would you want to have abs? It's like, oh, no, I don't think I can have abs. And I'll say to them, well, if I gave you abs, okay, if I just gave them to you, and I just slapped them on you, would you take them? Or would you say, I don't want these things. I don't want these things on me. Get off. Yeah, get off. Give me, give me, I can see my dick in yeah, I don't want I this. I don't want this toned stomach. Um, they're like, nah, dude, of course I'd have abs. And it's like, okay, so you do want them. The fact that you're saying you don't want them is because you don't believe you can get them or you feel like the sacrifice may be too hard. And that's what we're here for, to help educate you, saying the sacrifice isn't that hard. We just need to make sure that we understand how to get there. And like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So if we're looking at it, everyone wants to have the abs. Everyone wants to have the energy for their kids. Everyone wants to have the strength. Everyone wants to have the fitness. Everyone wants to have all this shit. We want all the haves. You know, people want to have the nice car, have the great relationship. There's all the haves in the world. And we're just focused on the haves. And then sometimes, okay, okay, what do I have to do? Okay, I need to do, I need to do the training, you know, four times a week. I need to do that calorie deficit thing. I need to do the, you know, the, the hitting the protein thing. I need to do these steps, like Jace was saying about his dad. But the problem is they start doing it for two weeks. They start doing it for three weeks. And then they're like, oh, this do shit is hard fucking oath it's hard right doing the work is hard but but what the alternative is not doing the work and being shit and mediocre and not having energy so yeah doing the work to have the result is hard but the problem is you're not even consistent with doing the work because you didn't focus on the one most crucial act like aspect of it all who do you need to be who is the person that actually does the work right who is the person that does the work you need to be someone with integrity, with yourself. If you say you're going to do something, you do it even when you don't feel like doing it, okay? You have to say no more times than you say yes. No to friends sometimes, no to beers sometimes, no to muffins from Karen sometimes. You know, no to all, you have to say no to things because like we said last week, when you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to something else, right? And mm -hmm. so it's like, you say no. Oh, I have to go to the gym. You have to say yes to that. You, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. I'm tired. Oh, fucking toughen up, buttercup. Go to the gym. Say no to feeling tired. Yeah, exactly. Like the gym will give you energy, right? So mm. you have to understand, guys. It's like, who is the person? Who do you need to be? I need to be honest, okay? Because I'm not lying to my coach. And I'm not lying to myself about what I'm eating, okay? I need to have integrity. So I do what I said I'm going to do. I need to have respect. More, more importantly, self-respect, okay? Because I'm telling you right now, if you're 40 kilos of weight, you don't have self-respect. Okay, because you lost that because you enjoyed the burger more than you enjoyed the health. And that's okay. We can reclaim the self-respect one day at a time. And that's all it is. Hmm. But you have to, and if you listen to this and you're 30 kilos out, so I do have self-respect. You're an asshole for saying that. It's like, dude, I will be your villain if you need me to be your villain. Okay. And if, if that's going to be what you need to get going, that's completely fine. But I'm telling you right now, if you're 30 kilos of weight, you're not healthy, you're going to die early, you probably won't see your grandchildren, okay? So I'll be whatever you need to be in your life to get you to see your grandchildren get married, right? I'll be that person for you. So you need to have self-respect. You know, those, those are big things. You need to take some fucking responsibility. Like, you need to be the person that takes responsibility for their actions. Oh, my wife doesn't cook me the right dinner. Does she feed you? Did she grab the fork and chop it up and then give it, put it in your mouth? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. She like, comes here exactly. Again. She doesn't do that. 
like you just don't eat it. That's okay. Like you don't have to eat it. Go literally go buy a hundred grams of ham. Eat the ham, right? Go eat a hundred grams of ham, right? Like she tries to yeah, feed my, my wife tries to feed my toddler yeah. and she pushes. She just close, she literally puts her hand over her mouth, pushes away. Yeah. she knows when she's done. Exactly. She knows when she doesn't want the food. Exactly, man. Like you got to be you got to be the be the baby, be the enemy of your life. Say, say nah, no, I'm done. Shit. Right. So it's like yeah. you have to you have to have responsibility. You also have to have ownership. So the other character trait, you have to have ownership. Because you can never move forward if you take ownership of where you are. It's like, no, I'm 30 kilos of weight. I did this. I can undo it. I think that's a big thing. Mm. Ownership, responsibility, integrity, honesty, self-respect. That is the B. Okay? And do what you said you're going to do. This is the B. Because if I become this person, become this person, that person does the work, whether they feel like it or not, okay? And then that person is consistent and they have the result. All it is to get the have is doing the same shit over and over again for a prolonged period of time and understanding the nuances along the way and then you'll get the result. Oh, that's a bit boring, isn't it? I was like, I don't know. Is being really healthy and feeling fantastic boring? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, I don't know. I'm not healthy and boring. I'm not healthy. Okay, cool. When you get there, we'll have the conversation, right? <clears throat> it's, it's really simple. But- you have to be that person to take back control of your life or you never will. Like you'll never take mm -hmm. back control because you lost the most important thing of taking back control of your life, which is changing who you are because you have to change who you are because the character traits that were driving your decisions in the past led you to here and you aren't happy with where you are. So we need to find new character traits to drive us forward from now. You just got to chew again. You're making a black. This is the biggest thing. People argue about the grays all the time. And this is as Trav's saying, it's got like for a lot of you guys, it's got to be fucking black and white. It's just got to be, I'm making the decision to become this person. Understanding that, look, all of the results aren't going to come overnight. All of the, the haves aren't going to come overnight. All of the do's might not come in overnight. But if you start with the foundation of being that person of the self-respect and the integrity and the honesty and the ownership and the responsibility, right? Responsibility being the ability to respond. We are all always responsible. You can all always respond. But the biggest thing for most people is they argue for their limitations. It's like you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. That's what Les Brown always says. Yeah, 100% yeah, of the time. You can keep that shit, yeah. right? You, that's, that's all yours. But then you've got to realize what the fuck are you arguing for? You're arguing for why your life is shittier than it could be, right? And then we're not saying it's like, oh, fuck, me and Trav have the best lives because you are fit yeah. and shit. And it's like, bro, I can, I mean, half of my guys run further and, and faster than me, right? I'm trying to catch up to them. It's a, it, we all, again, I'm taking ownership for my limitations. I didn't focus on my cardio or my running. And now I'm like, oh, I want to improve this area. Did I start by running a 5K and kill myself? No, I started with fucking one and a half Ks. I ran for 11 minutes, right? <laughs> Yesterday, I ran for 14 minutes, right? It, that was 2.2 two Ks. It's like, it's improvement. But you got to take ownership of where you're at. You've got to take responsibility, the ability to respond for your life. Mm. And you've got to stop arguing for the shit that you don't actually fucking want in your life. Like like negative people will have a problem for every solution. And you've got to recognize if that's you, because if that's you, it's like, all right, cool. You're just justifying where you're at. Then this isn't like, you've just got to say to yourself, this is the not the priority for me right now. And I tell this to all my guys. 
if you're going out for you know extra beers on the weekend, it's a big one. Like I know grand finals coming up, or if you're um if you listen to this on the Monday, it's already happened, right? You might be feeling the hangover from a grand final party or whatever. That might be the case for a lot of people. Usually in Melbourne, you know, I'm, Eagles are doing shit, so I don't care. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying attention for the next two years. But what happens is right. They'll go out, they'll have a bit of a bigger, you know, time, they'll have some pizza, they'll have whatever. Um, and then they'll feel guilty about it. And then they'll end up binging and they'll do all this other stuff. I'm like, no, you've just got to own the fucking decision that you made. Don't be like, oh, but you know, it was just kind of there and I don't know, I just had it and all the guys. No, you gotta sit there and be like, I am choosing to eat this fucking pizza and I know the consequences that it's gonna have, and I'm just gonna get back on track tomorrow, and that's okay. Those are the kind of decisions that you need to make in this, like in this plan. And then, you know, it's easy to cut that shit out, especially for the first 21 days and 28 days, because you're not going to have the skills and the capabilities to get back on track after that. You're going to, you, you, you haven't got built up the momentum of results to make you feel like, all right, I can do this and then recover from it. So it's just about owning the decisions that you make, right? Regardless of what the decision is, but choose it in the positive and say, I am, you know, I'm actively choosing, as Trav said before, the 10 bucks a day is not a priority for me to invest in my health. Like that is just not straight up, not a priority. I'll tell you how much a fucking Uber Eats order in general will cost for two people, for us, it's about 55 bucks at least. And that's with like one meal each. And I'm getting like a fucking salad and my wife is getting the nachos and it's like, and that's it. We're not getting sides. We're not getting drinks. That's with the delivery fee and the fucking surcharge and all the other shit that goes on top of it. So let me tell you, you cut out one fucking Uber Eats meal, you could pay for coaching, right? And for most of you are getting two or three of them. And that's a fucking, like, that's an expensive, I put up a post on um, Instagram the other day for a $10 meal that you could do, probably feed a family of four, depending on how big the chicken is that you get with all current prices from Woolies. You could do it, right? It's easy. There are ways around it. We've got strategies for it. You just got to be willing to look for them and stop looking, oh, I haven't got the money to eat healthy. I haven't got the the time. I haven't got this bit. Fucking argue for your limitations. You're Keep kidding. them, right? Think about the thing that you're arguing for. Let's say your relationship isn't doing well and you're like, you want to continue to argue for why it's not doing well and keep focusing on that. You're not going to have a relationship very soon because you're just continuing to focus on, oh, well, what are the things that aren't going wrong? This is why it's not working, right? This is why it's not working. It's like, well, cool, bring some solutions to the fucking table or accept the consequences, which is being fat, unhealthy, overweight, broken, married, whatever the fucking response, whatever the, the issues are, right? Like no one likes that guy at work. Who's like, oh, no, nah, mate, we can't do that because of this. No, nah, we can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. Well, it's like, fuck, what are we going to do? Sit here and, you know, dig a hole and four people watch one guy dig a hole, right? You know, shout out to the council workers working across the road from me. Seen that a couple of times. Um, but like, no one likes that person at work who's always constantly fucking for talking about the reasons why you can't do shit without offering a solution. So stop being that guy in your own life. Stop, like, realize the shit that you are actually fighting for and start fighting for the stuff that actually matters and say, you know what, Jason, Trav, Right, like right into the podcast, dear dear fit dads, I'm having trouble finding the time in my life. This is this is the way my life is set up at the moment. What can you see? What can we do? What do you think I can do differently? Like I've got a dad, I've got two guys at the moment. One of them is um, his wife works twelve hour shifts, and he has to take their daughter, like the daughter, a lot of the time because they're they're just the timing of things. He'll have to do like the dinner routine. He's able to do like maybe ten to fifteen minutes of a workout at a time, and that's it at the end of the day, potentially. And I'm like, cool, our goal is to do that two or three times a week. He's already dropped a few kilos, he's doing well with the diet side of things, but that's just what he can do. I had a guy who was working overtime, um, was like almost falling asleep on the road coming back home because he was working so long and having just like, you know, he was falling asleep before his kids were. He went for a 1K run on a job site with steel cap boots and a tool belt with, with his apprentices. That was what he did. He encouraged them all to go, let's go for a fucking run, 1K run, middle of the day. All right, let's do it. Let's, this is our smoker break. And that's what they did. 
he was he's like his goal was to do like fucking 10 15 burpees in between doing the dishes and cleaning up the floor like that was his way of getting it in he was just getting it done right and then we're like all right cool well what are these current circumstances working a lot of overtime all right well overtime can't be forced so yeah at the moment yeah the money might be nice but it's not worth you fucking almost falling asleep on the road and feeling like shit all the time so let's go have a chat he's stopping overtime at the end of this week so he can focus more on his health right it's about choosing the priority and saying all right cool now i have the the um the context of if i'm cho- i'm choosing overtime and the money that comes with that and maybe there's a necessity and there's times when that's important or i'm choosing my health and my my vitality and my wellness and you're making the choice either way it's not just like oh i don't have the time no you've got fucking circumstances in your life right and you're making choices you are actually you're already in control of your life some of you are just fucking hands off the wheel right just like oh i can't do anything i think it's the difference between a couple of things man like one is um to carry on as far as like that sort of bring the energy and obviously the main character energy anyone who's ever played video games Mm. there's main characters and you're normally the main character when you're in a video game like if you're in a shooting game and then there's people get, get shot it's like the NPCs, non-player characters. All right? And then in the background, they're like walking into the fucking poles and like they just, they've got non-player. Have a good day today. Yeah, literally. Yeah. They've got non-player characters. And like a lot of you are living your life like a non-player character, right? You're not bringing the mm. control to the table. You're just like walking around like a sim, you know, living by default. And it's like, no, no, we designed this shit. Like we, play, we bring main character energy to the table every single day. And... We control, no matter what comes at us, it's like, you know, we, we, we dodge, we duck, we weave, we punch, and we just keep pushing forward with that main fucking character energy to control our life. And if there's a hurdle, we jump it. If there's an obstacle, we duck it. And we just keep moving forward on our trajectory that we're after. It's like, you need to bring that main character energy to actually take back control of your life. I think that's a big thing. Um, mm. And also... It, that's where you focus, right? Like most people, you know, if you know the stats of your favorite football team, but you don't know how many fucking steps you do in a day, you're focusing on the wrong stats, right? Like, you know, the stats of how many marks or how many goals or who's going to fucking win the brown low or whatever it is. Like I, I that's not a priority me for sorry, priority for me for, I have no idea, right? Like go Collingwood. I know Collingwood's in the grand final because Liv goes for Collingwood. Um, and people talk to me about it, uh, but uh, sorry, uh, lost a lot of respect for Liv. Though, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but in saying that it's not saying there's something wrong with watching the footy, you know, Hey, cool. Played mm. rugby league. Um, but like there's, there's, a problem if you know more about your local football, more about your football team you follow, okay, and you're gonna. I can't wait to celebrate this weekend for the, for the grand finals. Like, fuck, does who's the captain of Scott Pendlebury or Darcy Moore? It's like, what? You're going out with them, having drinks after the grand final with the Collingwood boys? No, they don't know who I am. Exactly, they fucking don't know who you are. So, because they don't know, you don't have to celebrate with them. Okay, this is their game. You're just happening to watch it right? You just happen Mm. to watch it and that's okay to have some beers. But if you know more about their stats than you do about your stats, there's a bit of a miscommunication with what's going on right now. You need to know more about your stats than your favorite football team, because that means where your priorities are. My priorities are not in taking control through of my life. You're a non-player character trying to live your life through someone else's. Okay, because you're going, oh, I can't wait to see how many goals he scores. I can't wait to see who wins. I can't wait to see, watch this. I can't wait to see, watch that. Dude, this is your life. Okay, 
This is your life right now that you need to take control of. You have one life, whether you're 30, whether you're 40, whether you're 50, you know, you might have 30 years left or 40 years left. Your life is most probably nearly halfway over. Okay. So you need to go, how long am I willing to live on this planet in a substandard version of myself? Because if you're 30 kilos away, that is, you weren't born. It's like, you know, whoever you think made you, if you believe in God or if you believe in anything out there, like you weren't put on this earth and go, I'm going to make a obese child who's always stressed, uh, has a poor relationship, works in a job that he hates and, you know, dies early because, you know, he has heart disease. And uh, like, no one, you weren't born on this earth going, this is how your life should be. Like it just wasn't. Mm. You know, I'm sure that your parents weren't the very best for you. They didn't go, I hope you grow up to be overweight, unhappy, and and fucking feel like shit. Like they didn't. They wanted you to grow up and have the best version of you. So you go, you have to reflect to yourself. Am I living the best version of my life right now? If I was 30 kilos lighter, 20 kilos lighter, 10 kilos lighter, would I have a better version of me? Would I have more energy? Would I feel better? Would I, you know, play with my kids more? Uh, you know, would I run more? Would I be a better remote role model for them? Would I have more confidence? Would I have like all these things? Yeah, I would. Then it's like, then you got to do it. Like you have to actually go right now. I have one life and I'm not living this life to my potential. It, it, it's a very um, confronting conversation that you have you need to have with yourself like it's super confronting i have the conversation right mm. now all the time with myself i was like like i have to ask is this what i was putting this plant for is this you know if my kids only have one dad um hopefully they only have one dad um, then and <laughs> like you know with this like am i being the best version of me what can i do better to be better for them Am, am I the best husband right now? What can I do to be better for my wife? Am I the best version of the health? Am I living my best life? Am I contributing back to society the best? And like, I like you have to ask yourself better quality questions. So I get better quality answers. If the answer is no, 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 it's like, okay, well, what do I need to do to fucking change? It's like, stop mm. living your life as if you have two. It's like, oh, I didn't do well on this one. Hopefully the next one I'll do better. It's like, dude. You, you're not going to have the next one. I don't care about your beliefs. Let's fucking focus on this one, right? Let's reincarnate it as a cricket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you might come back and reincarnate as a piece of shit, right? Like, hopefully that doesn't happen, right? But, but like, I, I want you to not. I want you to actually treat this life as if you have one life, because so many people are walking around pretending they have two, and they're treating this one as like mm. as a oh, this one's like a mulligan. I'll I'll take another I'll take another shot. Like can I can I have a do over? No, you don't have do overs of life, right? When you have diabetes, that's what you got. When you have heart disease, that's what you got. When you when you have some form of heart failure because you're overweight and you just it, you didn't have the longevity, mate. If you walk ten thousand steps a day, it will increase the longevity of your life. Why are you not walking ten thousand steps a day? Like it mm. increases your chances of being on this planet for longer. Oh, I don't have time. Mate, you have more time. You won't have, you time, won't have time because you're going to die earlier because you're not doing 10,000 steps. Like there are studies. If you walk 10,000 steps, you'll live on this planet longer. So it's like, do it. I don't have the time. You do have the time. You do have the time. Find the time. Walk some more at lunchtime. Oh, but I like to sit down and, you know, enjoy my lunch over the outside. Like, fuck, eat in 15 minutes, go for a walk. 
right? Like eat a less enjoyable lunch. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so you don't have to enjoy it. Mate, hundred percent. Like eat a tin of tuna and some lettuce. Like I don't care. Like just go for a walk. But I, I think this is the problem, right? Like stop mm-hmm. living your life as if you have two. You only have one. If you're not happy with the current trajectory, change that fucking trajectory because you have the control. You have the ownership. You have the responsibility. Stop waiting for instant gratification. It is going to be hard. It'll be harder than you fucking thought it's going to be as well. Like it will be hard. Changing your life is hard. Don't think it's going to be easy. And someone tells you it's going to be easy. They're a liar. They're a fucking liar, right? Because you have to change a lot of things about you <laughs> to change your life. <laughs> like, mm. because your, your current habits took you to here. Your new habits won't. So you have to change the way you deal with stress. You need to change the way you deal when you eat, go out. You need to change the way you, you order your takeaway. You need to change you know, the, you, what you have at Smoko or who you hang around. You need to change your friends sometimes. You need to change what time you wake up. You need to change your nighttime routine. You need to change uh, your favorite beer. You need to change your favorite food. You need to change like a lot of things to change your life. Keyword, change your life which means to change your life, you must change your life. You can't take your old shit and change your life by doing the same stuff. So guys, hmm. again, black or white decision, write a fucking, write a contract with yourself. Write a contract. I, can, I hereby, Travis Jones, commit to stop being mediocre, okay? And commit to excelling in life to be the best version of me so I can be a role model for my kids through health and fitness because that's what they, in brackets, bold, underline, fucking commas, deserve. Your kids deserve the best version of you and you're not giving it to them. So they deserve this, right? And how I would adhere to this contract is I will train three days a week. I will track my food until I get my goal weight, okay? It will track it until then. And then I will, because I've learned education, I will then move to eating intuitively. I'll weigh myself weekly from then on in. And if I deviate up by two kilos, I will start tracking my food again to get me back in line. Very super simple contract. And then you have to just be the person who does the work, who gets the result. Like I was talking to one of my guys this week, Kev, and sorry, itchy head guys. Um, I was talking to one of my guys this week, Kev, and he was talking, he's been with us just over a year, right? Um, love Kev. He's a FIFO worker, um, lives in North Queensland. <laughs> He's hot as hell. He's dropped like over 20 kilos. Got abs. Um, never thought he was going to have abs in his life. Um, when he was 20 kilos overweight, wasn't active with the kids in being able to do the stuff around footy. And he loves footy. He loves his kids are growing up and they're playing footy now as well. Tired all the time. Wasn't really happy with his own body on his confidence levels. Didn't didn't like the gym. It's like he didn't like the gym because he just felt fat as shit, right? Mm. No one who's overweight likes the gym because they compare themselves to everyone else in the gym. That's just what humans do. Uh, we compare ourselves all day long, but we need to stop comparing ourselves and just focus on ourselves. But then like he, he embraced this journey. You know, there's been ups and downs, okay? But, you know, he, he's built his home gym now so he can train with his kids one year later. Like, he's lost 20 kilos. On the weekend, he told me that he was away for a football tournament and he four games on Saturday, four games on Sunday, and he was like the water boy for his kids' team. He's like, man, mm. I ran for eight games of footy over the weekend. Never could have done that in my life. I was out there with my mm. kids whilst they were playing footy. And, like, it was the best weekend ever. 
to be out there, like being there for my kids on the field, sprinting around, giving water. It's like night and day. Like my life is a night and day from what it was to what it is now because I learned how to lose weight, keep it off for good. I now train with my kids. Like I teach them how to lift. I teach them how to move. I get to be with my kids. It's like, I'm doing a walk this weekend. It's like a 47K walk where I'm wearing a 20 kilo vest for the 47Ks. So there's a representation of how much weight I've lost. Um, and he's like, I was like, dude, good luck. Now you know how your fucking life was this weekend because that's how much you used to weigh, right? Yeah. But like his life is so much better. He's like, just happy and he's happy every day because he literally has like this abundance of energy it's like dude you're carrying 20 kilos less weight around you go ca carry a 20 kilo weight around all day long and you tell me how how much more tired you are right you just will be because mm. you're carrying excess weight not the right amount of weight excess weight all day long that makes you tired so it's like we have i've made so many stories like this of dads mm. completely taking back control of their life. And once they do, before they were like, okay, dads. And now they're like fucking great dads, like the best doing everything with their kids, not just having energy to play with them, but like an abundance of energy where the kid's like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to keep up with my dad, right? <laughs> like that's the type of energy you want. The kids are like, oh, let's sit down. It's like, no, let's keep going. Like, let's keep doing more. And that's, that's the energy. That's the main character energy that taking back control of your life gives you because you then your kids look up to you it's like that's my dad like that's all you want in life like they're like that's my dad my dad's the one that runs the water for me my dad's the one i chase around park run my dad's the one I do, that does this my dad's the one if you have little girls that the fucking boyfriends are scared of like that's what you that's the that's what you want and that's what taking mm -hmm. back control of your life does for you but you have to stop living in the gray area. It's, it's like, it's not half ass. I think I told you, it's like, you know, one of my other boys, Mark, right? He done his knee just before the marathon. But man, you know, he's like, he's, this is not who he is. He doesn't like, he can't run at the moment. Can't only walk with crutches. Dude, still lifting up a body, changed his program, doing the ski erg, sitting in the chair. Like we we tested the last on the weekend, doing the assault bike, puts his feet up on the on the the stirrups, upper body assault bike because it's like brutal, <laughs> brutal, hundred percent. But yeah. like, but like when we're looking at it, it's like it's people. Once you take back control of your life, every single problem you face, you find the solution. But instead of mm. every single solution, you find a problem. Like your whole life flips. And that's what I want you to look at, guys. Stop living in the gray. Start making it black and white, yes or no. You know, it, it, it's as simple as that. And when you do that, that's when you've taken back control of your life. And I think that is the biggest thing you have to do. Yeah. It's like, last thing I want to say is, as Travis saying, it's confronting. It's, yeah. it's going to be confronting because you've got 30, 40 years of undealt with shit that you haven't looked at for a while. And that's accumulated into who you are at the moment. And yeah, there's stuff to be proud of and there's stuff you've done well. And there's, you know, all that, all that stuff is in there too. But to accept that stuff, you also have to accept the bad shit and the mm -hmm. shit that, you know what, I didn't make the best decisions there. And in order for you to actually move forward with this and change who you are as a dad, as a human being, you've got to confront that shit. You've got to be willing to confront that shit. You've got to be willing to like do some of the airy fairy nitty gritty work and just look and just go fucking, you know, who am I? Who have I been? 
And am I genuinely happy with that? Am I genuinely happy with how things are going at the moment? And it's like, if not, I, I, like this is what we're trying to instill in you. This is not like a, we're not berating you, but it's like, we're just trying to remind you that you've got the fucking power and you've got the control and you've got the ability to turn this ship around in a fucking instant. You can start changing today, right? You can you know, fucking take today if you want to just process all this stuff. Fucking, you know, sit on the couch and like, think about, fuck, how have I been going? Look in the mirror, think about how you've been going. Start this shit tomorrow morning. You can do all of this. You don't need even need to fucking pay a coach or do anything. We've given you all the content in this podcast to get shit started. But, you know, if you do want that support, if you do want someone to be able to say, hey, look, let, like, let's leave that shit behind. Let's give you that accountability. Head to fit-dad.club. We got your back. This is what we're here for. This isn't like, oh, you know, we want to coach guys to get abs for cool before and after. This is like, you know, we firmly believe that creating better dads and better parents. And I know I'm probably, you know, one of the youngest in terms of, you know, the age of my kids. For most people listening out there, I, oh, my, my girl's almost one. Fucking, oh, I made it, right? I've got one kid who's almost one. But, um, you know, just see, first of all, seeing her grow and seeing her like blossom and, and um, like start to walk now almost, like she's walking kind of like five or six steps at a time and just, you know, seeing her really interact with the world a hell of a lot more. I'm sure all the parents, you know, who have been through that can agree. It's like it's such a magical time, especially dads when they go from being kind of blobs to, oh, now they're moving and they're interacting and doing stuff. It's like, there's nothing that's more precious in the world to me than her. Like it just, it's just absolutely nothing. And to think that I could set a subpar example of a, you know, potentially a partner that she would meet because that's what she's going to model. She's going to model my relationship with my wife and she's going to say, you know, how do I treat her? How do I treat my wife? And that's what she's going to see as a first like male role model interaction. I'm going to show her a, I'm going to show her a high standard so that she doesn't settle for a dropkick in life. And you've got to look at yourself and say, what example am I setting? Am I happy with what's been happening for me? And if not, I've just got to fucking turn the ship around and you've got the control and you've got the power to make that happen. You've just got to really reach in deep, actually deep and just go, fucking, this is what I'm about. And this is what we're about, creating a better, a better group of dads that raise better kids that raise and not better because they're fit or have abs or whatever, but better because they're more mentally well adjusted and they have great relationships and they take care of their health and they see their dads, you know, follow through on their word. And then they do that, that sort of shit too. All of the great traits that come with looking after your health and having integrity and self-respect and, and ownership and discipline, all the stuff we want to instill in our kids, but we got to do it by showing and not by telling. So if that sounds like something you want to do, head to fit-dad.club, you know, book a call. We have a chat. We'll see what we can do to make it happen for you. The Yeah, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world, but fuck, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? And you don't want to be like everyone else because you are now a main character, right? Exactly. Go be a pr protagonist of that shit. Exactly, mate. I think if you're not just going to take back control of your life for you, I think a big thing is taking back control of your health and life for your kids. If you're listening mm. to this podcast, you do have kids. If you're an overweight or obese parent, you're 30% likely to have overweight or obese kids. If both you and your partner are overweight or obese, you're 80% likely to have overweight or obese kids. There's some fucking crazy stats. And also, kids are harsh. They're harsh. Like, if you went through school and you were overweight and you were bullied because of that, whether that's right or wrong, 100% it's wrong. But kids will always do that. Now, your kids are overweight or obese because of you. Like it is, it's the truth. And they're also overweight or obese because of the example you're setting, the healthy or unhealthy choices you're making at home. So if you're saying, oh, 
I need to have the ice cream. I need to have the chocolate. I wind down with beer. I we have schnitzel seventy three times a week. Like if you're doing all that, like that's what your kids are doing, and that's what they see, and they're becoming overweight. Now, do you think being teased every day at school is a good way to live your life? Being the overweight kid, like it's not. Do you think not being able to join in on all the sports is great for your kids? No, it's not. You're giving your kids a lesser quality of life because you're saying it's too hard to change your life. Now, if you aren't doing this for you, actually be a great dad and do it for them. Because if you change the, your kids aren't getting jobs and buying the fucking food for the house. Like you do that. Like they, <laughs> you're putting the food in the house that they eat. Oh, dad, I like chocolate. That's what we have. We don't have chocolate anymore. Like, oh, why? Because we don't. You don't have to give a reason. You're a fucking dad. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't. And you don't say things are bad. You don't call your kids fat. You don't do that. That's not what it's about. What it's about is, being the man who sets the example for his kids so they don't have to create the, be the facilitator of change for their kids. Like, because it's a generational thing. Parents, grandparents, parents, kids. Oh, we're all big boned. Yeah, but it has to stop somewhere. And what you're doing is you're putting this heavy burden on your kids to change for their kids. Because, you know, when they're overweight kids, overweight um, kids and teens, they're more likely to be an overweight adult. Like you're setting the trajectory for their life. This is really heavy. Like it's a heavy thing for you to currently think about. And if you're saying, no, I really like the burgers at lunchtime. It's like, do you like the burgers at lunchtime more than your kids like being happy at school? Like, like seriously, like, do you, do you Mm. like the beers with your mates on the weekends? Like more than you like your kids not being teased because they're overweight. Or not being able to join the sport because they can't, because they're not fit enough. Like kids will gravitate towards more computer games because they don't feel like they can fit in in the sports. That's what they do because you did this. Dude, man, Jace. But but like they, it's not, oh, my kid really loves games. Yeah. He'd really like fucking football too. If you were a great example and a great role model. Like I wasn't shit at it. Exactly. (laughs) But, but like, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm laying down a little bit heavy right now because this isn't about you anymore. We're the fit dads club because dads are the catalyst for change in their family. And if you can change a generational health epidemic that we're in, 68% of Australians are overweight or obese. That's more than half, right? Like, you know, like Danny Taz is like 75%. It's crazy right? This is a, this is a problem. This is a massive problem. And you have to go, well, I know that that's like my 68%. So like if there's 10 kids in a room, seven of them are going to be overweight or obese, have a lesser quality of life, going to be teased, going to have low confidence. I'm giving my kid low confidence. I'm giving my kid problems. I'm giving my head kid health problems. I'm going to, I'm giving my kid the chance that he won't be on this earth as long as he could be, because I'm giving him the health issues. If you actually sit down and ruminate on those things, like you're like, oh fuck, I'm being shit. Like you have, mm. you, like you, you go, I, I, this is heavy because it's reality. 
and seven out of the 10 kids are overweight or obese. Okay. And that means out of the 10 dads listening, seven out of the 10 who have kids will be overweight or obese. And you need to change your life, not just for you, for your family, for your kids, for their kids, for the fucking change that we need to make on this planet. Because at the moment, there's an issue and we need to stop it. And that's why we have this podcast. And that's why we change kids' dads, kids' lives, dads' lives, families' lives. We change it all. And it all starts with changing you. So go to fit-dad.club um, to change your life, guys. Like, but just not for you, just for them. And actually become the best version of you for them so they can be the best version of them as well. And that's it for me today, guys. I know it was a bit heavy at the end, but... Like sometimes I just need to remind you of the fucking reality. <laughs> like it's the truth. Yeah, people get caught up in the oh, but oh, should I have chicken breast or chicken thigh? And sometimes meal prep is a bit difficult. And it's like none of that shit fucking matters no. when you have context. No. When you have persp- I'm going out for a fucking run now. Jace is like, I am gonna be the role model. I am the role model right now. Screw this. Exactly. Emmy starts to- chicken breast and go for a run <laughs> exactly. at the same time. You see me fucking munching. Trav didn't say I couldn't eat and run. Right. This is my exactly. fucking. This is my pouch. This is my time (laughs) (laughs) all right guys you have an awesome day we'll chat to you next week guys peace out peace out